The following message is by Pastor Steve Clark of the Evangelical Free Church of Salt Lake City. More information is available at our website, www.slcevfree.org. Well, we're all getting settled here. Let me say thank you on behalf of the church to all those folks who were involved in this. We saw a number of people up here, but there were a lot of other folks behind the scenes doing many things. So thank you. Maybe we can give them a round of applause. Let me pray. Lord, you are high and holy, good, gracious, and merciful. We give praise to you for the events, the truth that we have just seen and sung about. And we pray now, Lord, that in the next couple minutes, you would further cement them in our hearts. Wherever we each are in relation to you, would you drive these things a little more deeply into us? Build in us faith. God, I pray that you would do that, to be merciful to us to do that today. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Today is Palm Sunday, the day that Jesus entered into Jerusalem with shouts of praise and triumph. We saw that enacted here. We sung about it. In fact, the whole musical obviously traces that last week leading up to the cross and the empty tomb, and a lot of stuff happened in that time. Many things. And over the next few minutes, I want to take and focus on just one particular aspect of one particular song about one particular event. And I want to do that for your joy. I want to do that for the sake of your infinite, eternal, heart-satisfying, thirst-quenching, hunger-ending, guilt removing joy. That kind of joy is available. It is possible to have that kind of joy and it is found one place. One place only. At this table. In face-to-face liberated communion with Jesus. That's good news. Now, notice carefully, I did not say that that kind of guilt-removing, liberating joy comes from working for Jesus. It does not come from obeying rules for Jesus. It does not come from doing the right things or saying the right things or performing the right ceremonies or behaviors for Jesus. All of those things, whatever they may be, even the good things that we should do happily, at best they only leave you where I was with my dentist a few days ago. Opens my mouth, looks in there, pokes around a little bit and says, you have great teeth. Thank you. You have great teeth. I can tell that you do a good job of of caring for them and brushing them and cleaning cleaning them up really well. That's a great thing. Unfortunately, your problem is not in your teeth. It's beneath that. It's in the bone that supports the teeth. And if you you don't attend to that problem, all your perfectly well-polished, nicely clean teeth are going to fall out one day. You know, come again? 
That is not what you want to hear at the dentist. (laughs) I wasn't cleaning the right area. And friends, it is possible, spiritually speaking, to do a very good, thorough job of cleaning up one area and missing the important area. You clean up the outside, the visible, the external part, and that's not where your problem is. The problem is within, in the soul, in the heart. And no amount of external brushing and cleaning can even touch that. Within, within every single one of us, we are decayed, fallen from birth, to use the Bible's language, born dead in sin and trespasses. That's who we are on the inside, guilty before the holy, perfect, righteous God. And here's where I get to one of the lyrics from one of the songs in particular. Back towards the beginning of the musical, during the song in which we did the communion, we celebrated communion, there's one interesting lyric in that song. It goes something like this. We who are empty, we who are hungry, frail and unworthy, needing so much. Remember that lyric? That's us. That's all of us. We all start right there. Now, maybe life's going just fine for you. And you listen to that and you say, I don't really get that. I don't connect to that. I don't have any sense of need or or frailty. Maybe, Maybe that's you right now. But for most of us, we get a little bit in touch with life. We bump into things and we, and we come in contact with hurts and pains and confusion and frustration and shortages. We suffer under the effects of sin, our sin and the sins of others. We, we go through some of those experiences and it becomes apparent to us, I'm frail. I'm needy. Something's not right here. I hunger after something. I'm seeking spiritually, of course. I I long for something more. It's not working. What's the deal? Many of us experience something like that in life. And the Bible wants to make clear that that experience is because you are unworthy to come to the table where communion with Jesus would fix all of that. It's making something clear to you. Understand the word picture here. It's as if there is a table. A table, say, say it sat over here. The, the table is placed over here. And on that table, it's all the food and all the drink that you need. The food that, that meets the hunger. The drink that quenches the thirst. It's there in communion with Jesus. It's right there at that table, at that table only, and you cannot come. You're held away from it. That's bad news. Your sin, which is within, first and foremost, makes you unworthy. The Bible tells us that all people are trapped in sin. None is righteous, it says. No, not one. All of us are here. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Not compared to each other. We might look around and say, hey, you know, she looks pretty good, or he's, he's doing okay. Perhaps. But God looks beneath the surface, 
looks into the heart at what we want, at what we think, what we desire, how we feel about things. He looks in there and sees that we fall woefully short compared to himself, who is holy and righteous. The dentist looks deeper than I can see. Past the surface, it looks okay and says, you have a problem. God looks deeper than I can see. Past the surface, into my heart and says, you, Steve, have a problem. You all, we all have a problem. You're unworthy to come to my table. Guilty of sin within. And you can't clean it up. That sense of emptiness or perhaps incompleteness. Maybe it's frailty or hunger or longing. Those feelings, that sense of disconnect in life, those are all hints, clues to you. You can't come, that you're distanced from the table. Bad news. The good news is that you can get there. How does that happen? Well, the lyric in that song continues. One of the next lines was, addressed to Jesus. But you've called us worthy and able to meet with you at your table. We are hungry and frail and unworthy, but you call us worthy. How does that happen? How can he do that? I'm going to read two verses from the Bible and briefly explain that. I'm going to read from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Obviously, the word therefore at the beginning of that verse, therefore, since we have, it indicates that we're coming in the middle of a discussion here. So we're just getting the conclusion. The verses right before this have been arguing, have been making clear that it has always throughout all of time been faith and faith alone that joins a human being back to God and makes for right relationship, that creates communion between God and people. It was that way in the days of Abraham. It's that way now. Faith alone saves not works. And that's the point. How can we who are unworthy be declared worthy? By faith. Both verses say that. Verse 1 says that we can be justified by faith. Justified was a legal term of that day. In a courtroom, you'd have a verdict. You're either justified or condemned, like our not guilty or guilty. Justified means declared not guilty. The law no longer has any beef with someone who's been justified. We can be justified by faith. And the next verse says, and obtain access by faith again. Access to God's grace table where he spreads out for us what we need. Both of those things by faith. We are unworthy because we're guilty of sin within. We're enemies of God and so his posture towards us is, no, you cannot come to this table. 
You're not an object of my blessing at this table. You're an object of punishment for me because of your sin within. But by faith, that can be changed. By faith in God, by trusting in God, come to earth in flesh. God, who took on a body, Jesus. By trusting in Him to step in between me and the wrath of God. To step in between and absorb the wrath of God on the cross. To take the punishment that was due to me because of my sin. By trusting in Him to step in and do that. God can look at me as the judge and say, the penalty's paid. You're no longer an object of punishment. You're forgiven. By faith, that happened. By faith, Jesus stepped in and took that punishment. And when I'm justified, declared not guilty, then God's posture towards me changes, and I'm granted access to the table. The second verse. By faith, come to the table of grace. Both of those things, by faith. The key question then becomes, obviously, are you approaching God by faith alone? I'm justified by faith, not by works. It's one thing or the other. You've got to trust one thing or the other. My efforts or faith. Justified by faith, not by works. Given access by faith, not by works. Now that is not to say that works are entirely irrelevant. Good works follow on genuine faith. They do not come before it. They do not stand in in place of it. That is a critical thing to get. The order, works follow being justified. Works do not make me justified. Important. So are you coming to God by faith and by faith alone? I realize that most of us here, I, I know most of you here, most are, most are justified by faith. Most do have access by faith. So what do you do? The times when you find yourself still dealing with frailty and hunger, need. When you still feel unworthy. Maybe you sin. And you feel like, how dare I come to the table? You hear the voice in the back of your head, stay away. You can't come there. What do you do at that time? By faith, you say, I have been justified. By faith, I have access. And then by faith, you get up and you walk over to the table and you sit down in front of Jesus and you say, help. You have bought me this right to sit here with you. Help me now. Don't run away. Don't look for the food on some other table. It's not there. Close up with him by faith. Most of us here this morning fall into that category, but I know some, some have not been justified yet. And if that's you this morning, I plead with you. As best I can, I plead with you. Would you lay down your efforts to make yourself right? 
Would you lay down every effort to brush the surface when the problem is beneath? It is within. Lay it down and say to Jesus, Help! I cannot get at my problem. I cannot make myself worthy. Help! I plead with you do that by faith. The Bible's word from first to last, Abraham to now, by faith and faith alone, we can be justified, declared not guilty. I plead with you, come to him by faith. The attitude in your heart simply needs to be something like, I give up, I depend on you, help. Change me. I trust Jesus' death on the cross and not my works or my own efforts. Come to him like that. It's the most important thing that you will ever do in all of your life. It is the difference between relationship with God, access to the table of blessing, or distance from God, and eventual wrath. The teeth may look good on the outside, but they will fall out if you're not justified. Do that today. Do it right now. But if you want to think about it a little bit more, if you need to explore this a little bit more, let me encourage you. Pick up a book out here on a couple of tables in the hallway. There are two tables with books on little books titled 50 Reasons That Jesus Came to Die. Simple read. You can read them Pick and choose. Read it and think. Christ's cross is not pointless. Christ's cross has a a clear and significant purpose. Fifty different aspects, probably a hundred different aspects of it. Central to that is the removal of wrath from me. Read, think, explore. But be clear that reading and thinking, exploring forever leaves you still in the same place where you started. If you're not justified, still not justified. You must believe. Joy is possible at this table. And you get to this table by faith alone. Believe. Let me pray. God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, Would you grant that people here would believe? Would you peel back layers of blindness? Show yourself. To all of us, Lord, we all need to see you more clearly. We all need to trust you more consistently. Some here for the very first time, most of us again and again and again. Would you justify some? And for the rest of us who are justified, God, would you give us grace to walk with you more closely. It's my hope and my prayer that you would be honored and the people here would be drawn to you. Make that to be the case, Lord, I pray. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Steve Clark of the Evangelical Free Church of Salt Lake City in Salt Lake City, Utah. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for these copies or alter the content in any way without permission. 
we invite you to visit our website at www.slcebfree.org or call us directly at area code 801-943-0091. Our mailing address is Evangelical Free Church of Salt Lake City, 6515 South Lion Lane, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84121.